0: Welcome to Necessity.
1: I'm Lindsay Jackson. And I'm Marguerite Pierce, where we shift perspective one sip at a time. Here you'll find a rich blend of laughter, love, and wisdom.
0: Yeah, we are two life coaches who have both dealt with the discomfort of being in our own skin. And we have learned how to break through
1: feelings of self-doubt and fear. This platform is designed for other women to be able to do the same.
0: Yeah, because
1: we all know
0: that there is power in their energetic connection between women.
1: Our mission is to live without regret, love without limitations, and serve with integrity and humility. Today's episode is called, What Are You Waiting For? We will be talking about procrastination and whether there is such a thing as waiting for the perfect moment to arrive in order to do anything, to do X, Y, Z, right? This is timely because we're still at the beginning of the year. Yes, it's February. It's still at the beginning of the year. And um, people are reflecting on the things that they've accomplished and the things they still have left to do.
0: Mm -hmm. and so what we want you to do is even think about what you wanted to accomplish last year and what you even want to accomplish this year right Mm -hmm. i think about things that i wanted to do last year and i just i didn't get it done for several reasons but let me take you through my things that i didn't get done Mm -hmm. what you You got my my walk of shame right (laughs) so no but seriously i wanted to work out wanted to get fit, wanted to get right, and trying to get back to the crop top, right? Um, I wanted to launch my website. I kept putting that off mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And then I also said I was going to take one trip, get some self-care time in, mm-hmm. you know? And the reason that I didn't get these things done is just one motivation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just didn't feel motivated to get it done. I was just so exhausted that I just didn't have the energy and then I just didn't have the motivation inside to push myself. Further, you know, but I know I'm not alone in that. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. No, no, not at all. (laughs) And I think, um, you know, what you described is is very real. Um, Even though those are the things that you wanted to do, you're comfortable with where you're at right now. Right. right? And so you didn't want to disrupt your comfort. Right. Because mm. like, who the heck wants to do that? Mm-mm. Um, And even though the things that you want to do is, is beneficial to you or, or things that you've dreamt about, um, it's it's hard to get that courage up to break out of the routine that you've been in for so long. Mm. And so I think a lot of people can relate to um, not accomplishing some of those things that you just ran through. So I think it's. It makes sense. It makes sense to me. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you know I got your back. Um, so I guess it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so what are the things that I didn't get to do that I wanted to do in 2018? All right. So number one, I didn't join Toastmasters like I wanted to. And Toastmasters, for folks that are curious, it's a it's a public speaking club. I also did not exercise regularly and I didn't get around to um, like the decreasing the amount of meat that I was eating. Like I wanted I had a focus on that and I just didn't get around to doing that. And I think, you know, my reasoning was, okay, I don't want to disrupt what I've got going on, even, even though I know I could do better. Um, I'm comfortable and um just lack of motivation as well. I think you you said that too. And I think the third thing, the the third thing is um it's tough to reconcile, but I, I know it's so true for me. It's a fear of failure and success simultaneously, right? It's like, oh, well, what's going to happen if I get a six pack? what What is that going to look like for my life? Mm-hmm. Oh, what if I do really well at Toastmasters? Or what if I completely fail and bomb? Like, I'm going to be embarrassed. How am I going to deal with that? And like, going through all of these possible outcomes is just draining. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that's why I didn't do those things. Right. in 2018 but they're at the top of my list for 2019. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, it's it's so interesting because one when you don't when you're 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 a mom, right? I yeah. think about your commute to work, you know, we're in New York City and trying to get around and it's so tiring, right? Yeah. Uh you want to get to the gym, but you're tired. Yeah. Right? So it, and as a mom too yeah it's totally like common so it makes sense to have felt that way yeah you know and to not get those things done for those reasons
1: it's hmm. all good so you just said something so i have a question for you mm. so have you ever used savannah as an excuse for not to do something for, for sure. yourself for myself? Yeah. For I'm going to say for a lot of things. <laughs> yes. For all yourself. around
0: the board. Yes, I have. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. You know, um, even something so simple where maybe she can go stay at her grandmother's house for the weekend mm-hmm. and I can get some me time in. Right. And yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, no. I've got to wash her hair. And I need to do that early on Sunday so it has time to dry Mm -hmm. and it has time to, you know what? No, I'm going to just keep her for the whole weekend. And I'm really saying that it's to benefit Savannah so that she can get some good hair care.
1: Right. But
0: But it's me probably thinking underneath all of that, that I have to stay busy.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's my responsibility to make sure that these things happen. And also a little, you know, self-judgment about my terrible mom. If on Monday she goes to school with what her hair looked like on Friday, right? You know, you gonna right. call somebody on me? I'm not sure. You know? Probably
1: not. I hope not. <laughs> Probably because it might not. happen soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I get it. And I think, um, you know, all of us, like whether you have children or not, you just you you find excuses and. If, like you find them everywhere. They mm-hmm. show up so conveniently, mm-hmm. don't they? Mm-hmm. When when you want to get out of doing something that you know you've committed to yourself to do. And some of those excuses, we have
0: on deck. Oh, we have yeah. them like. Just
1: ready in the back in pocket. Mustache, easy. Easy. Ready.
0: Like, wait, would you ask? Wait. <laughs> uh, oh, I was supposed uh, no. to go to the gym? Mm hmm. Oh, I can't, I got work
1: late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on. no, the work late is easy. That's an easy, that just rolls off the tongue so easy too. Mm-hmm. And and you you don't feel guilty about it because you're doing work, right? Mm-hmm. And work is always good to do and people like to hear it. Oh, mm-hmm. oh you staying late, Lindsay? Oh, yeah, okay. I you see work? you? Yeah, I see, exactly. How <laughs> are right, you exact- making it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's, that's so crazy how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, so, um, you know, as we're talking about, uh, how difficult and how challenging it is to do something new or break out of a routine, I think what you guys are listening to is a very fitting example, right? Uh, because backstory is we came up with the idea for this podcast back in two thousand and fifteen, So how about that? Mm-hmm. We did that two thousand and
0: fifteen was a great time. <laughs> we had so many ideas. We were extremely ambitious. We were excited. We had weekly calls. We were meeting up in Brooklyn, even by accident, Mm -hmm. right? Right, right. I remember that (laughs) night. right? Um, (laughs) And we really tried to plan this to every single detail. Mm -hmm. And then life happened. Yep. It always does. Right. And we put it to the side. We even didn't talk as often, right? Because life happened, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. finally... We revisited it, but we were kind of like hard on ourselves about how we should have done this already. Right. But we had other things that were meant for us at that time.
1: Yeah, but the good news is here we are. Mm-hmm. Here we are. How we're well. getting it started. So um, at this point, I think it makes sense to talk a bit about um, some information that relates to procrastination and waiting for the quote unquote perfect moment in digging around. I discovered that um, procrastination is actually a symptom for the concept known as a fixed mindset. And this term was coined by Dr. Carol Dweck and she's a psychologist and also a professor at Stanford university. Uh, in a fixed mindset, people believe that their basic qualities like intelligence or talent um, are fixed, right? Like you, you you, come into the world with a set amount of intelligence and there's nowhere, there's no way that you'll be able to increase it, right? So whatever you come to the table with is what you got and you're never going to get any more and you probably won't have any less. Um, and they don't think that those things increase with uh, practice or development. Um, And they believe that success uh, is only based solely on that innate talent or intelligence. Um, The opposite concept is called the growth mindset. And people that have a growth mindset, they believe that their most basic abilities can be developed with dedication, hard work, and practice. Yes, we're talking about practice. Mm. Shout out to Alan Iverson, right? <laughs> um, brains and talent are just the starting point. This view <clears throat> creates a love of learning and resilience, and that is essential for great accomplishment, right? So being able to say and be comfortable with Knowing that what I know in this moment is not all I'm going to know a week from now Mm -hmm. or even a day or a year from now. Um, And to just take a step forward into building whatever it is I want to work on. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's... Funny because, you know, me, I work in training and staff development, right? So I'm all about practice. I'm all about practice. And sometimes I encounter people who come in and they have been in the field for 14, 15 years. They know it all. So they sit through the training, you know, checking their phone and checking emails and stuff because they feel like I already know what I know. That's it. I don't need to learn anything more. Right. Right. And I always say to them in that training, you can always learn more. Right. To have that open mind and allow new experiences and new information to come in, Mm -hmm. you know, and that makes me think of this uh, research that I saw that really talked about how we can train our mind to have a different mindset. We Mm -hmm. can have a happier mind by staying focused on what we want to be happy on, Mm -hmm. right? Allowing ourselves to be open, even when we think that we're kind of programmed to see things half empty. You know, I work with um, trauma survivors, Mm -hmm. right? And their brain is pre-wired for them to believe that they're not enough. But we show them opportunity and hope and create new visions for them. And that allows them to change their mindset and say, well, wait a minute. I got a little bit of hope I could Mm -hmm. see it a little more full, right? Right. So there's a little more in the glass, you know?
1: Right. And you're offering them uh, a different perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. a a perspective that they're probably not used to um, hearing or experiencing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's really interesting uh, what you brought up about uh, being able to – have that shift in in mindset and and come up with strategies for being able to do that um uh, i'm sure you remember this but uh just a little bit of background for for folks uh lindsay and i met uh at our um life coaching certification program and one of the first things or mechanisms that they took us through was how to uh, increase, uh, your, your gratitude level, right. To to shift your focus of day-to-day activities from, you know, oh my God, like every, all this bad stuff happened to flip it and focus on all the good that happened. And so I'll sh- share it with you guys in, in case you want to use it and try it out. Um, and it's called the top three things exercise. And, I, I do it um, from time to time still, and I think it's very useful. And so what you do is at any point during the day, you check in with yourself and you ask yourself, what are the top three things that happened to me so far today? Mm-hmm. And so it could be, oh, you know, the, there was enough hot water when I went to take a shower in the morning, <laughs> and that was great. I didn't have to wait for it to heat up. Um, or I, I made my hard-boiled egg perfect you know, I didn't undercook it. I didn't <laughs> overcook it. Whatever it is. So if it's, you know, 8 a.m. and those are the things that you've experienced so far, those could be two out of your three. And then you check in with yourself after lunch and then maybe something about a conversation with a friend or a work colleague gets into that list and you just keep shifting it. You mm-hmm. keep changing the priority and it allows you to focus on the good instead of the bad. Because I think we as humans, we just Place so much emphasis on the bad, like you just think about when your mood tanks, and it's just because somebody stepped on your shoe in the subway. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, what? You're are, on what the are, subway. How about you're on the subway, and like in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. that means nothing. So, um, so that's just a little tip for for folks. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I think is interesting. To share about um, why people are dragging their feet um, with uh, taking action on their goals, I think it's um, it's actually uh, debunking a myth, right? Um, which I found quite interesting. Um, and many people will say that the folks that are dragging their feet or are not taking action is because. They're perfectionist, right? They want it to be – they want things to be a a certain way, like how they have it in their mind. If it's not like that, then it's not worth doing at all. And this is an actual myth, um, and it was debunked by Dr. Pierre Steele, and he writes for Psychology Today. He says, the confusion comes from an unexpected source. You, you liked my little yeah, okay, my, my 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 doctor okay, voice, doctor. right? You you peeped it, you listened mm-hmm, it, you listened mm-hmm. to it. <laughs> As noted above, procrastinators themselves do not blame their delaying on perfectionism. Instead, this misinformation comes from clinicians and counselors. Perfectionists who procrastinate are more likely to seek help from such professionals, creating a self-selection phenomenon that gives the illusion that the two traits are linked. Clinicians tend to see a lot of perfectionist procrastinators because non-perfectionist procrastinators, and for that matter, non-procrastinating perfectionists, are less likely to seek professional help. You see, perfectionists are more motivated to do something about their dilly dallying because by their very nature, they are more likely to feel worse about putting things off. Mm-hmm. Consequently, it is not perfectionism per se that is the problem, but the discrepancy between high standards and less than stellar performance. Mm-hmm. I slowed that down for you folks so you, mm-hmm. you really can take that piece in. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that you're a
1: perfectionist? Um, I think in some ways... Yes. And I'll expand on that. I think I get stuck in my head a lot and I suffer from paralysis by analysis where I'm constantly reevaluating all the possible outcomes, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's like it never ends. Like there's an infinite there's like an infinite amount of outcomes. In terms of, okay, if I open that door right Mm -hmm. there, like who could be standing to the left? Who could be standing to the right? And I just come up with all these different scenarios in order to prepare myself for all those outcomes, right? Because if we we back up, I said, Mm. I have a fear of the unknown. So Mm -hmm. I try to prepare, I try to go through every possible combination so that it's not unknown. Mm. And so with that, are you a procrastinator well sometimes yes right because i'm i'm sitting here trying to come up with a strategy for every single possible. what if it's possible. a
0: paper right. what if it's a paper or an assignment you mm-hmm. know for work or you know your business and there's this deadline right do you wait until that last minute because of the different scenarios that you're running through your mind, or is there a different motivator that shows up and you get it done?
1: No, there's a different motivator, right? Mm. Right. It's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Humanity is really complex because sometimes I think I can be two people, two different people Um, because there is that get it done attitude Mm -hmm. that takes over or that, my controlling personality will take over and I understand that I have a specific responsibility, right? Especially if, if I owe something to someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm more inclined mm-hmm. to take faster action on it mm-hmm. than if the person that I owe the thing or service to is myself interesting.
0: So it's really also like a value, right, that you have to make sure that one you're keeping your word, yes. but it's to other people, right? Yes. Because it's you're keeping your value for other,
1: other people. people over the value I have for myself.
0: Wow, right? And so that's crazy. And so I think about that when I think about procrastination and perfection and and, and perfectionist procrastinators. Mm-hmm. What is that true motivator behind procrastination? And I think that that's the important thing. For the procrastinator or the perfectionist procrastinator to look at is what is behind that. Mm -hmm. Like you're very self-aware, right? And you can sit here and say something like control. I need to control and I know that I need to go through these different outcomes in order to be prepared Mm -hmm. for the different outcomes. Because I know what being unprepared may feel like and I don't want to do that, that, right?" right? So it's just it's really interesting, you know. And so we have something you're going to tell us about, right? Some time that we have created for the people. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
1: So now is the time that we want to introduce you to Tea Time. And what Tea Time is going to be is every episode, no matter what the topic is that Lindsay and I are speaking about, we are going to uh come up with three tips that help or correlate to the topic, and we're going to make them magically fit into the acronym T. So T-E-A, right? So we're gonna have a T tip, a T tip, a <laughs> E tip, and an A tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the T?
0: Let's get to the T, as they say. Right. (laughs) But in this case, the letter T is to tap into your higher self. You want to get things done. You really have to tap into something that is bigger than what you believe you are, because there is something deep inside that you can pull from to really get things done. And serve a purpose, because Mm -hmm. I think that when we remind ourselves of why we're doing the things that we say we want to do, it serves a purpose. Right. And even so simple, simple and common, like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it might be because I really want to get back to wearing a belly top. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. And I want to revisit that place. Right. But then the other pieces is that Trump is the president and I think that, you know, shit could hit the fan real soon, and I need to be ready to run and fight and and do that, right? right. I'm also a mother, and I also want to be in shape well enough to keep my child safe and for her to also know how important it is to be healthy, right? And be fit. But so I have to go back into my purpose. Mm -hmm. And when I can go into my purpose and when we can go into our purpose, we can tap into our higher self, right? So that's our letter T. Um, As we get to our letter E. E.
1: E is going to be for execute, right? No more waiting. Just act. No more planning. No more thinking. No more perfecting. Just go, just do it. Um, I think the key to this is being able to set realistic expectations for yourself, right? So you don't want to start something that you might not be an expert in or have no um, background in and expect it to blow up. The minute you drop something, whether it's written, whether it's audio, music, what, whatever, you have to be okay with the slow start, mm-hmm. and that's okay. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Take us to the A.
0: All right, to the A. <laughs> A, A, A. Um, shout out to Atlanta. <laughs> um, so the A, the letter A, is for acceptance, right? And acceptance, oh, I think of the book, The Power of Now, mm-hmm. right? And who's that? Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. yeah, Eckhart Tolle. And The Power of Now and talking about accepting just kind of what is. Because we can really drive ourselves crazy about what is not. Right. And fighting what's happening right now. Right. Causing ourselves mad stress, right? So I think accepting what you can do what you haven't done, where you are. And, you know, that's also visible in our language, right? When we talk about, oh, well, I should have graduated by now. Mm -hmm. You've got to accept that that's not where you are right now and that that is okay. Mm -hmm. And if that's a standard you put in for yourself, you can adjust that standard. You put that standard in place at a certain time because it fit your life at that time. Right? Adjust it, you know? So I think it's really important to be be in acceptance of what is happening right now. So it's like, be open to everything and attached to
1: nothing. Yes. I love that Wayne Dyer quote. Shout out to Wayne. Yeah. I have to remind (laughs) myself of that. Um, Constantly. I mean, even just a few moments ago, I was talking about all these imaginary scenarios that I try to prepare for that probably won't ever happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's a lot of wasted energy and brain power. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, be open to everything and attached to nothing. That's, you know, it's so powerful.
0: That just that quote Mm -hmm. sounds very simple, but it is extremely deep. Because we do get attached to outcomes. Right. All the time. All the time. Think about
1: sports. Yeah. Yeah. Your there's team. a whole. Super Bowl just t- happened, right? Exactly. And, and the whole betting industry is, is oh, based I on bet outcomes. It. I bet <laughs> it. I lost. <laughs> and I only
0: watched <laughs> because I was hoping to win. Right. And every time. Right. That. They didn't score, mm-hmm. which was for a very long time. Yeah. I was so upset because I was attached to the outcome. outcome. Right. That you place money on. I place money on that.
1: Exactly. I lost money. Exactly.
0: Only a little bit, though. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> well, that's not too bad, then.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, that that statement, that quote is just so simple when you say it, but it is extremely profound. It is so deep, right? So be open to everything and attached to nothing. We get attached to outcomes and results all the time all the time no all the time we're attached to the results of how our children are going to behave how our partners are going to behave yep i think about sports the super bowl just happened
1: i i was attached
0: to the outcome
1: um yeah because uh the whole gambling industry is based on specific outcomes especially in sports that's why i was
0: waiting because i bet I place money on the outcomes, mm-hmm. just like all right. I don't even watch football, but I'm just gonna do this.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe I win, right? Maybe, maybe. But I didn't. But you did it. So that's the thing, right? So you didn't. It's interesting because I think at the same time, while we're 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 tying it to to what Wayne is saying about not being attached to the outcome and and how placing a bet on a sporting um, outcome is the exact opposite of what we're talking about. But you actually took action because the opposite of doing that would be just sitting and being like, well, damn, I should have placed that bet. Right. So now you don't have that regret because mm-hmm. you actually took action and now you can adjust how you bet during the next Super Bowl. So I'm how about betting. that? That was mm-hmm. a that was a learning experience. Okay, so that's your lesson. That's right. That's, that's, that's your outcome. To save your money. That's right. So now you got that. You don't need to learn that again.
0: No. So <laughs> I don't need to learn that uh, again. Because I'm not going to sit here, you know, and people are like, what are you waiting for? So remember. Uh, mm,
1: you have clarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So folks. What are you waiting for? Get it done. Get it done. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes of Necessity. Also, do us a favor and follow us on Instagram at N-E-C-E-S-S-I underscore T-E-A underscore podcast. Thanks again. Bye.